Welcome to Campbell and Cohen's Kooky Quarantine. I'm Seamus Campbell. I'm Ben Cohen. And we are joined by basically our white whale of a guest, Stephanie Campania Wheaton. All right, so who... I know that you guys are not going to call it a white whale of a guest to start. From the heart of hell, we interview the... <laughs> okay, obviously <laughs> someone hates Moby Dick, which also... Which also, fair, it is a terrible book. It's a book about a man who hates an animal. Also, the person who was supposed to be our second guest, Lucas Ryan, uh, who has been on the show before, just responded to me saying that he forgot about the time and he is currently grocery shopping. Let's all do a nice little slow clap. Condescension. He brought it on himself. Yes. So now we we have somebody new that we can insult and oh. not trust Melissa's cat. Is that really who we've limited it to? We probably, yeah, we probably don't do others. So, um, yeah, we're recording this on November 14th, 2020. Uh, so we go, we finally got a result of the election. You know, the thing we've been thinking about for the past forever. And obviously Joe Biden won. You know, there's another guy who basically won't admit defeat because he's a total loser who can't even admit that he lost. So. Yeah, it's really nice to beat a fascist and him act like a fascist to prove that he's a fascist. I love when people show us who they are. It's Mm -hmm. truly a joy. But last week I decided, I did a little experiment for myself and I found out that you can in fact drink Prosecco from the bottle with a reusable straw. And you can do that on public transit because I had several elected officials tell me that I could. And I don't know if they were right, but it seems like they were and I am doing great. I don't recommend drinking that much Prosecco ever though, ever. I feel like situationally you can manage with it. Uh, I mean, this was literally the day that they finally officially confirmed that we were, you know, two months out from the end of the Trump era. Um, well, you know, pending a coup. Which, I mean, he's trying, but frankly, I think he's too stupid to pull off. And most of his psychophants are realizing that the ship is sinking anyway, so he'll have less and less people to help him. So I understand that he's too stupid to pull it off. And like, I get that, you know, most Republicans, because I'm a fucking live and I listen to Crooked Media and Pots of America, well, Pots of America from Crooked Media, they were saying that like a lot of Republicans are just humoring Trump and like privately sending congratulations to Biden just because they figure like, oh, he's going to be gone in two months anyways. What's the harm in like, you know, placating him. But half of our country voted for this asshole. So like- Acting like everything is okay and acting like this is acceptable and oh, like acceptable behavior that will be tolerated is bullshit. And as we record this, there is right now a massive rally march, whatever you want to call it, in DC, the million MAGA rally uh, march. I'm sorry, didn't Ron there Jones say the dozen MAGA march? There looked like about as many people as Trump's inauguration there. Well, I mean. I haven't watched the news, so more of alternative facts. So I think that's just where we're at. I don't know. I think I, we should just be ruthless and make up our own alternative facts, because like apparently that's a thing that can happen. Because facts apparently are not no longer 
objectively true. As the great Stephen Colbert said many years ago, reality has a little bias. Not for nothing, but if that weird couple in St. Louis is the best they have in terms of defense, (laughs) I have met more convincing toddlers. I mean, at least one of them was clearly on some kind of drugs when that happened. And, you know, if you went back to Viking times, you would have called them berserkers and they would have been terrifying. Mm -mm. They would have died off a long time ago. I know those two particularly would have, and it's hilarious to me, but I've got to work with something here. We can only make so many jokes about how clearly they don't really live in reality because that just applies to a lot of people nowadays. Yeah, and I'm really sad about talking about Trump supporters because we fucking beat them. And you know what? We can continue beating them for the next four years because, God, it must fucking suck to be such a loser. Imagine supporting Trump right now. What a fucking idiot. So can we talk about something other than Trump supporters? What do y'all... I listened to one podcast and it made me run slower. Um... Mm -hmm. It made me sad. One of our podcasts? Or yeah, just- because I think I have been very clear about my displeasure over this podcast, but not anything personal against you people. It's just I strongly believed that white men did not need any more podcasts in the year 2020. Enough bad things have happened. We did not need any more. But I mean, as far as tendencies go, this is the least self-destructive one I've seen. So I... Yeah accept it we have long since it was not my idea it was ben's i just said okay fine i'll produce this shit and that's and because of that we've been able to keep it focused on just us dicking around and you know making stupid jokes with our friends um if we keep the ambition low which it is on this show i think that keeps the harm down and that's okay with me because i mean let's face it most large enough circles especially if you hang out with politicos You're going to know people like me and Seamus. We're just finding a way for you to go and chuckle at it later on. I mean, I do. The the mission statement is not very long. And now for Ad by Quip. Please listen to this sponsored content by Quip. (laughs) Oh, that's, well, so this is the second cute thing that Seth has done in the past 24 hours. So listeners, yesterday she messaged Ben and I asking, so is there a TikTok for the episode, which is not referring to the app, it is referring to sort of a run of show. And basically Ben and I, we just do everything on the fly. Yeah. And I honestly did start laughing out loud because it was adorable that they think that we, anyone thinks that we are actually doing this stuff professionally. Like I am not using any professional recording equipment. I am using Zoom. What are we, the same. we have, yeah. We we don't we we're not we're not like nearly good enough to be Rodrigo and and their fantastic equipment. Um, we can really aspire to that, but I don't know. I think neither of us just wants to spend the money on microphones of that caliber, they which was only twenty seven dollars apparently. I know, and that's that as much as an average donation to Bernie Sanders. And also, we I only edit this thing using Audacity, which is a free program. And sometimes I forget that we edit it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you know, we don't have an official runtime for this. Usually, just around an hour or so, we see the conversation petering out, or somebody gets bored, or occasionally we have somebody on that goes down way too much of a rabbit hole about you know what they want to do as the coroner of their county in Indiana. And that was the episode I listened to, and that's the one that we recommend to everyone because that that's is one. the depths of insanity that we can reach, and that's just what I want people to know. You know, I'm pitch perfect where the guys like this made my beer taste bad. That it, was- did, 
just just us reveling in the weirdness of some of our conversations. Just do that to your wine. I'll make my wine taste bad. It's very good wine. And what kind of wine have you been drinking? I know you mentioned Prosecco earlier, but is that still, are you still working? No, on- this is my favorite cheap wine. It's called Prophecy. And look at this fucking art on this bottle. Like very tarot cardy, which I know it's a podcast. People can't see it, but it's like- I a- will do a, sc- I just did a screenshot, so we're good. Yeah, it's like a Matryoshka doll tarot card. It's like based on like, I believe it's based on the the Hierophant actually um which is one of the most complex tarot cards and one of my favorites and it's a Sauv Blanc and it's delicious and it is a twist off because I am not great with cork okay I know you call it bougie but definitely in uh like because again also is only about 27 dollars get yourself one of the automatic corkscrews it's on my list of things to do I just, for some reason, always forget until I need a course. And then I'm like, I need to do this. And then I just get distracted. But I did finally set up my home bar. Um, very excited about that. It is an Ikea cart. And I gave myself a blood blister making it. But I did it. And I bought bitters. I don't know what the fuck bitters are, but I have them. Um, bought a shit ton of alcohol at the Costco liquor store. Let me talk about my favorite place on earth, the Costco <laughs> liquor store. Because oh, the one right it, under the BQE? Yeah. It's I love that store. And I love it. It is my favorite. So to go to Costco, you need a membership, duh. But to go to the Costco liquor store, you don't. And it's wholesale prices. And honestly, their Kirkland liquor is the same as other liquor, just bottled differently. And honestly, I can't tell the difference. I'm not that great. So who the fuck cares? I'm saving tons of money. I'm getting bottles of alcohol larger than my fucking head. Like, I'm all about it. I like it. And then I got this cute little mixology set, and I got, like, oh, my friends are so cute. So for my wedding, a bunch of my, like, college friends got together and got us this, like, ice bucket thing with, like, a bunch of wines. It's, like, for your first house, for your first baby, for your first other shit that I can't remember, like, first New Year, whatever. And it was really, really cute. And we still have a few of them left because we haven't, like, you know, had a baby or bought a house because we live in New York, and that's never going to happen. But... It's a very good ice chest. There was something I was going to say about that liquor liquor store at Costco, which I now forgot. Other than I have shopped there many times, and I do love that store. I don't blame you. I had one like that in Topeka, and don't get me wrong, I have plenty of places to go and procure, uh, though not one where I can buy giant cheap bottles of whiskey the size of somebody's head if I really want, at least not the way that Stephanie would I would rather live in Staten Island than Topeka. So, anyone the listening from... Like the South Shore of Staten Island. I've never been to Staten Island, so I have no frame of reference for this, so... Um, so, listeners outside New York City, basically, she just said that she would be in the center of hell before she lives in Topeka, which to be she fair, use some real fighting words. I also would rather never step foot outside of New York City, but that is not available to me. So, here we are. Well, if you never set foot outside of New York City, then you'd never be able to do a beach day at my place. That I would rather, not that I won't, Seamus. I know. And Lord knows we're going to be quarantining until fucking 2027, so... Ben, I'm sorry, you might never get this Kansas meeting. I'm really just assuming that at this point. 
Um, I have long stated that this whole thing is my fault. Um, I got two. I took two close to the sun, and I That's what I get. However, I still contend that the meeting that was supposed to be in Kansas ended up and ended up being in Las Vegas was the best meeting I've ever Fuck been you. to. <laughs> Fuck you. Vegas. Fuck that. I'm gambling, so I don't really know what I do in Vegas. And also, like, it's idea. We never leave our fucking hotel room, like, or hotels. Like, it's impossible to do anything or see anything. I oh, did. This was, well, so see, oh, this was so back then. We had meetings that would last about four. Uh, the meetings would last about four days. Oh, so we actually spent a lot of time at other hotels and did a lot of shenanigans that we cannot talk about on this podcast because it will implicate a lot of people. Who committed murder? Oh my god, that's a, such a fun new segment for you guys. Who committed, who committed murder? murder? But it has to have like a fun theme song, like who committed murder? I we've got. I'm sure we've got enough musically inclined people in YDA. We could find one of our friends to do that for us. I would have you. I would like everyone to know that I refrain from saying something mean, and that is gross. So good job, Stephanie. It's true. I I didn't think you were ever willing to do that. I do that all the time. Refrain? Yeah. That's impressive. Um, oh, there's a lot of mean stuff that she'd like to say to me that she probably has not for the sake of our friendship. That's impressive. Half the time I say mean things to you and it rolls off your back and half the time I'm just like, you're just going to not care. So I'm just not going to say it. Oh. That's friendship. That's a motive. Sending yeah. love. But that's my shame. And if anybody else ever talks shit to you, I will kill them. Oh, I know these kinds of friendships. These are, those are the fun ones. Oh, and also, like everyone, her yeah. husband is an e EMT, so. I have been yeah. told to call him if I ever have to hide a body. I'm not allowed to do it myself. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fair. No, right. No, but also, she will, he also knows probably how to kill someone and not, like, make it seem like murder. I mean, I don't want to kill someone and make it seem. <laughs> At this point, I will just make also, it. Also, she regularly reminds people that she's a black belt. Seamus, I literally haven't said that in months. You're the one that tells people that. Well, it's you like, reminded me so many times. It's indelible in my brain. You're the worst hype man ever. You are the worst hype man ever. You're like the reverse hype man. What's what's the reverse of a woman? I don't give a shit. That's not what this is about. A drumstick. You're a drumstick. Wasn't that also a character in like uh, Diddy Kong Racing? Drumstick? Yeah. God knows, man. It has been a long time since I, uh, well, really since I remember that that game even existed, so. Yo, I played the funnest game. Um, it's called Pit, and I ordered it, and it's so much fun, James. I'm going to make you play this the next time we're all together. But it's loosely based on the stock market, which I think is made up. But um, they... The stock market is made up, or Pit is made up? I don't know. I don't understand how the stock market works. I don't care about it. Um, capitalism is um, they but it's, to another dimension where the economy happens and just sort of hope for the best. Yeah, I just, you know, at least I know the price of soybeans. Um, but, okay, so this game, you're like essentially just yelling across the room at people to like try to trade stocks because you're trying to get nine of the same, but you can't tell people what you're trading them. Um, so you're like two, 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 and someone goes two, and you have to trade it back and forth. And sometimes you're trading the same thing, and it's really stupid. 
but you also have the bear and the bull. The bear is bad. The bull is good. Um, so they're like wild cards and you can't end the game, but then there's a bell and I'm not explaining it correctly because I just played it, but it's super fun and I really enjoyed it. And I think at the end I went, I love capitalism. And now that's my friend's ringtone. Which also you saying that you love capitalism. That is, I don't know. I would make that my ringtone too. I don't care for capitalism. Well, now we have, we have audio of it that Seamus can edit out and I don't know. We can sell as a fundraiser. Who still want. has? Who still has a ringtone? Is my question. Like, I don't know. That's the I same do. question I asked. I was like, I I've kept my phone, phone on vibrate for years. Like, I just people can get a hold of me when I want them to. No, I just my phone is on my phone is always in my hand, like forever and always in my hand. But it's always on vibrate. Like, I don't think I've put it on to ring and ever. I keep, well, when I would be going to my office, like, so I, like, when I was actually commuting, I would put my phone on vibrate when I was, like, on the train, and I wouldn't turn it off from vibrate until I left my office. But I do have a ringtone, which, you know, I rarely now put my phone on vibrate. It is uh, Waving Through a Window from D.R. Van Hansen. Do you guys want to see the cute thing I crossed this today or embroidered today? Really? I know what you cross is. Is that and a guillotine? Flowers. It is a guillotine. Oh. It's really cute. There's flowers. I learned how to embroider flowers today. Which? Uh, my friends and I are group chat. Why, why, is, why, why isn't Texas brought that back? Like, they have all the other means of, like, executions. Why not the guillotine? It's too Yankee for them. It's so Yankee, it's French. There were a lot of French that did move to like New York and stuff, so you're not wrong. Well, the French like to surrender, and I think we all remember the Alamo. Yeah, I have had my picture taken there. We we all obviously were there fighting. Most people probably don't remember who. Just something about animal caps. Wasn't it just Texas when it was its own country fighting yeah. Mexico? Yep. Okay. Because I barely remembered the Alamo. It's okay. But I do remember one thing about Texas. You're not, you're, the stars are big and bright? No, it's when Steph ordered barbecue to the floor of the you YDA meeting. Do this. <laughs> and it was phenomenal barbecue. I really did love that bar. That was some good ass barbecue. I love barbecue is impressive barbecue for people who don't regularly get exposed to barbecue. Oh, honey. Sweetie. Oh, New York. Oh, boy. Here she goes. That's adorable. You're so cute. Look at you. Look at you. Oh, I'm in New York City. The only real food. Oh, oh. so Steph, just just do the kill. Get him out of his misery. I know know you're going to bring up something about Brazilian barbecue, and that's great. I get it. But that's sort of its own world. Sweetie, y'all can't even compete. I'm saying y'all. Because also, Colby isn't on this call, or Zoom or whatever, and I feel like I need to defend my brother from Texas. Um, Texas barbecue is objectively better than most other barbecue, because it's the closest approximation to Brazilian barbecue that I can find, and it's fucking delicious. It's so adorable when people think that. Oh my god, it's so adorable that you can't even sit up straight. I'll sit up straight for opinions I respect. That's not one of them. 
I'll sit up straight for a piece. Barbecue ain't maybe shit. Maybe some it, awesome vinegar, What is it? Vinegar based? Is that right? What? Which one is vinegar based? Which one is the one I don't like? I think that's North Carolina. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, North Carolina. Not care for that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are they ways- are going fried food in North Carolina, like Bojangles. Good shit. Yeah, we'll talk about um, yeah. But no, Kansas City barbecue, like the sauce is a lot sweeter and a lot thicker than like the vinegar stuff. I'm sorry, we um, call that dessert, sir. That's not dessert. Though if you wanted to make a dessert out of that, I would absolutely encourage people to find ways and there would absolutely be a market for it. Um, You're serving sweet meat, which from my understanding is something completely different. That's, oh, hey, babe. You want to say hi? You're overestimating the sweetness of it. That's you want to say hi? I think I'm sad. <laughs> okay, yeah, me too. James is not. We here. Almost had, yeah, we almost had an appearance by Seth's husband. James is not here for you people. Well, it's okay. Since he is a first responder, I do thank him for his service and believe that he deserves pay equity. Thank you, Seamus. First responders, well, EMTs do deserve pay equity with the firefighters, police officers, and sanitation workers of our great city. Especially now that they're going to be, wait, hang on. I'm gonna to return to this barbecue talk, but I just need to pitch this real quick. Especially now that we are wasting, or that we are, we are making EMT show up instead of cops for, uh, for mental health calls, which is fucking fantastic. I love that, but also maybe we should pay them because cops are getting paid the same to sit there and do less and they are bad at their jobs and cops are fucking bastards. Back to barbecue. Um, so New York tragically has terrible barbecue all around. Yeah, DC, surprisingly good barbecue. They don't do a lot right. But I lived like two blocks from this place. I don't remember the name. It was just the barbecue place near me that everyone went to and it was fucking fantastic. But I'm not talking about the half smoke or shit like that. I'm talking about like their real barbecue. See, if you're going to like any small sort of out of the way place, odds are the barbecue there is better than some place that you're going to remember the name of. Okay, but it's got to be like below I, I don't know i don't know geography well but like somewhere near the mason dixon because boston is an out of the way place and like terrible barbecue boston like that's, that's you're talking about an entire city i'm talking about like the korean barbecue tucked away stores you know korean barbecue no no maine do not recommend barbecue there I've no maine barbecue. the only thing good for there is, is lobster do they They're understand apples. that fish isn't barbecue in maine actually maine has really good apples so I was, I was a camp counselor in Poland, Maine, which is where they get the water for Poland Spring. Which I'm drinking. Well, I'm drinking it from a Poland Spring bottle. So Seamus, you should be drinking from a reusable bottle. You're at home. What are you doing? Go get a glass. I've been actually reusing this thing for like the past four months. That's not good. I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that. No, you aren't. The chemicals will leach out very quickly. Uh, I'm going to die anyway, you know. Like, there are enough things that are bringing about the end of humanity nowadays, Seamus. Do you really want your shitty little water bottle to be one of them? At least find something. Look, so this is what's in my hand. And now for an ad by Swell. (laughs) Yes, Swell, if you're listening, we'll definitely, uh, I'll trade you ad space for free bottles. And we'll just put up, like, Get like some like lamination stuff and then like put that on our logo. So on it and then sell this podcast just for my edification. Probably friends of ours. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a friend of James's and I love, never listen to this podcast. You have listened you to one episode. I have listened to one episode because I felt bad 
because I was very mean, even for me. So I listened to an episode and it made me sad. And then you got very mad at me because you didn't expect me to be funny. And apparently- Yeah, because you know what? I don't think men are funny. Um, fundamentally, I just, I just don't. I feel like y'all have it too good. Like the patriarchy has lasted this fucking long somehow. Y'all don't get to be funny. Like you're funny looking, but- uh, Oh yeah, it's definitely true. I can argue that. Yeah, men, men don't get to be funny. Men have had enough, and, and it's true. Uh, just remember that I am Jewish, and my people invented humor. So there is sort of an innate talent there. You, you. She's not commenting. She wants to say something. Is debating if it's going to be offensive, or, or she's just no. Really- I'm not saying if it's going to be offensive or not. I know it's not because I'm not anti-Semitic and I don't engage in anti-Semitic humor because I think that's fucking stupid and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was she just can't find retort. I was for trying it. to summon. Yes, that instead of leaks. I was trying to summon my best Andrew Goldson impression. Ooh. But I was trying to figure out where my copy of Robert's Rules is. <laughs> which I stole from him. Um, yeah, thank you, Texas. I He didn't have room in his suitcase. I went home with his Robert's Rules books and I oh, have them. Which edition? I have no idea. I've never looked at them. They're mine though. <laughs> this is like when I went to BU and I would run across the river to fucking Cambridge to go to Harvard finals clubs and I would steal a book from their libraries because they don't deserve books anymore. I have a lot of copies of the Leviathan for some reason. Like that was just the copy I stole. I don't even agree with him. If you steal enough copies, does it actually become about a giant fish at some point? Is there like just the rare one where you get an extra chapter and say, hey, it's not a metaphor after all? No. No, it actually what it'll do is a Voltron thing. Ooh, okay. Well, That's dramatic. I like it. <laughs> I mean, why I got stuck on the Leviathan. I don't even like really love Hobbes that much. Like, meh. Were you going to take it and pair it with some collective Calvin? writings of John Calvin and hope for like some good pun value? I think that was the entire game plan, but then I just devolved into me just taking cop. And also the finals clubs, they all stamp their books with like little stamps, like from the library of this fucking finals club. And it's adorable. So stupid. I fucking hate it. As long as there's some. There's one of them from the Porcelain? No. I went to the owl a lot. I really like the owl. I like owls. So it's legal to own an otter in New York? Yeah. Yeah. Real fucking psyched about that. Um, I don't know where I'm going to put one, but I want it. And it's legal to own a kangaroo in Wisconsin. I don't care about that. Um, no, I actually suggested to a friend of the pod, Charles Myers, and he get his son, Shirley, a kangaroo. Sorry, PSA, calm down. And it's Charles, and he could probably afford it, so... Apparently his town actually uh, outlawed, is one town, outlawed kangaroos. So he just somehow lives in the one, like, not fun part of Wisconsin? Is that what he's telling us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I care more about Wisconsin this cycle than I have ever cared about that Scott sounds about right, yeah. But that's because they had the most baller surrogate program that has ever existed. And the reason why they had such a great surrogate program is one person 
who has the coolest name that I have ever heard in my entire fucking life. Sarah Pantera. What's her last name? Pantera, like Pantera. Okay. She was a Bernie 2016 person. And I don't know what happened, but she wasn't around. But she like does really great work with surrogates, obviously. And like my friend, uh, Bobic, super amazing Bernie guy, like BFF. Um, he was also working on with stems. Like he was the person like training folks on like how to like do these fund, like basically like the waiting room. Um, but he was doing lots of stuff with wisdom. So shout out to Bobic um, and shout out to all of the Wisconsin Dems for flipping the state. And my, my boy, Randy Bryce, love him. Um, but that was the most I've ever cared about Wisconsin ever. I never want to hear about Wisconsin ever again. You know, there are good things to come out of it by which I mostly mean beer and cheese. And Milwaukee Wait. is a very nice- I, I do love Charles. I do love Charles. Yeah, point for Charles. And also, why is anything like, oh, cow, cheese, got it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want to think about Wisconsin anymore. That's okay. They went the right way. The election is over. You Remember when we were almost all there for the DNC? Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember when it was almost in Miami, which I think would have been worse? Oh, my God. Yeah. I hate Florida. Oh, let's go on to a, the next topic, gentlemen, which I have decided now. How terrible Florida is. Alrighty. So first of all, we're going to stop blaming Latino. We're going to stop blaming Latinos. We're going to stop blaming Cuban Americans mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Trump in Florida. First okay. of all. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter that they voted overwhelmingly for him. I get that. It sucks. But we're going to stop doing the narrative where black and brown folks save this country as if they were doing it as a favor to everyone else instead of saving like saving their us own mm-hmm. and we're going to stop talking about how Cuban Americans gave Trump Florida because that's that's fucked up like that and is incredibly wrong like Florida is redneck as hell yeah mm-hmm. yeah Florida is basically listen I'm from Pennsylvania originally and all the love in the world to my brothers sisters and siblings in Kentucky but we get called Pennsylvania because it's Pittsburgh Pennsylvania or Philly and then Kentucky in between including fucking your sister so like if we are the kentucky of the north they are the kentucky of the southernmost, south more more south i don't know i don't know where kentucky is i don't know if it's like in the north or the south it's um it's like the upper half of the south anywho so Florida has a shit ton of patrons because, you know, like snowbirds come down to Florida. There are a ton of Latinos. Like, that is very factually true. Like, there are, like, half of my family lives in Florida. It's, you know, climate wise, very close to a lot of Latino countries. But blaming Florida for Cuban Americans is incredibly fucking stupid. And can I say a little racist? Because it's a little racist. And it's honestly really shitty to see a Latino, like one Latino community singled out where there are tons of cute Americans who, like there are statistics that show that like, it doesn't really matter. Um, Like political beliefs are weird for Cubans. It's like the same with like Puerto Rican folks where like someone was like, oh, well, like they don't really do van. No, it's like, it's like statehood versus not statehood. From my understanding, not that I will ever claim to understand Puerto Rican politics. Um, CC, Gabby, come on. So I'm not seeming like an asshole. But like, not that I'm ever gonna pretend to understand it, but like it's statehood versus not statehood. For Cubans, it's like a lot of like, did you escape 
to Florida under the regime or did you like come later? Or like who brought you onto this country? Like, so for Cubans, it's island born versus mainland born. So a lot of the time it's younger generation versus older generation. And for a lot of folks, we don't all have the luxury of having citizenship in this country, despite coming here, calling ourselves American, like being Americans. I don't come, like, I'm not a dreamer. I was born and raised here, but like a lot of my, like the people that I love are dreamers. And they, like folks like Valenciza, who was our Latina press secretary, who is one of the fiercest fighters I know and still doesn't get a vote because she's a dreamer, even though she's lived like her entire life. So it's these folks and like, it's not fair again to blame one specific subsect of Latinos for losing a state where the Biden team did not have a lot of investment. So, Andrew Cuomo is no Stacey Abrams. He did not invest, like Fair Fight is great. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's not fair to say either because he's doing his own thing. He has his own shit to deal with, but like sure Stacey is. Abrams is clearly a fucking giant. She mm-hmm. is one of the most, like the day that her and Tish met, I cried. Um, but, and like, that's a photo that I saved that comes up in like my memories is like, is Tish and Stacy and like, I lost my shit. But like, Stacy put in the infrastructure and has put in the work and like her and organizers of color in Georgia have been doing the fucking work. And which is why Georgia flipped blue. Shout out Georgia, yay! Um, also, Stacey Abrams, she can do whatever the hell she wants. It moves up to my dream scenario, and I was telling this to Ben last night, is Stacey Abrams is both DNC chair and governor of Georgia. She so can do both. But... Thing where we're not going to give more work to women of yes. color. Okay, good point. But I'm saying that'd be my dream scenario. But of course, she can do whatever the hell she wants because she is fucking badass. Well, she could do whatever the hell she wanted before this because she well, was still. I know, but she, yes, you know what I meant. And I was I try, trying to, yeah, I was just trying to say she should just. I understand, Seamus. Yeah. I'm just trying to yeah. gently correct your language to remember yes, okay. that women of color have their own agency and have been doing the work for centuries. Mm-hmm. And how long is the center? For a very long time. Mm-hmm. And do not need us to heap on to things on them that they do not want or need. Mm-hmm if that is not what they want or need. Stacey Abrams can do whatever the fuck Stacey Abrams wants. My understanding is that she for sure wants to run for governor again, and the way things are going, I could see her winning Oh, that. yeah, because that fucking oh, yeah. election was stolen from her. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. My hope was that she would want to go up for DNC chair because, my God, the good she could do there, and I would really not advocate for her doing both at once because somebody would run themselves ragged doing that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think she's up for it and you know their speculation is all coming down to jamie harrison now which is also fine not mm-hmm. not quite the juggernaut that i think stacy abrams is turning herself into but you know he'd hardly be bad at it truth be told jamie harrison was actually my pick for dnc chair four years ago and because he said the one thing that in that stupid debate that they did on cnn that uh, I thought it was right. It was basically the DNC should just give the resources to the states and just let them, because they know their states better than the DNC nationals will ever do, and just stay out. Like, Seamus, are you claiming states' rights? <laughs> basically, yeah. 
I know I'm a bad Democrat. I'm a terrible mm-hmm. Democrat. Mm-hmm. But what is the point? States like so much is just deferring <laughs> to the understanding of the lay of the land to people mm-hmm. in the area. Um, it was me trying I'm to be self-deprecating as I usually am on this show, but Ben, what were you saying? I'm listening to Ben now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about the levels of involvement that the DNC has had in Kansas in the time I've been involved, which I'm, I'm dating back to 2006, and it's varied, you know, year to year. Um, we were a big focus during Howard Dean's 50-state strategy, but that, in a lot of ways, was just empowering good Kansas organizers and just making sure that they had more resources than normal. And in that election, I mean, that paid off very well. That was the last time that we elected multiple Democratic Congress people from Kansas. We reelected Kathleen Sebelius, who is wonderful and has made it very clear that she doesn't ever want to run for office again. So national people, for fuck's sake, stop saying that she's going to run for Senate. That's so annoying. Um, we picked up a lot more seats in the state legislature than we had in several years. I think it was- Down ballot, a- yay. Can we plug yeah. this That's a big thing for us. We did not do great down ballot in Kansas this year. Um, in Shawnee County, where I'm from, like our top three races for you know Joe Biden, Barbara Bollier for Senate, and Michelle De La Isla for Congress, you know, the latter one having an advantage in Shawnee County because she's the mayor of Topeka, they all went blue and most of our incumbents got reelected, but we didn't pick up any new seats and we no longer have democratic representation in our state Senate for the county because the down ballot support wasn't there. The national investment that you know came to the area which was mostly focused on Bollier. So for- does this sound a little familiar? Like- yeah. Oh, wait, 2012? Yeah, and a lot. I'm giving this as an example. I think a lot of people can probably relate. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that really kind of slaughtered us. Was there a lot of drop-off uh, with the votes? What's up? Was was there like a lot of drop-off when it came to voting? Like just people voting for the top of the ticket and then just forgetting Pretty about much. local? People were very excited here because we do have a lot of active like Democrats and swing voters in the county. And people were very excited about the high profile races with a lot of sex appeal. But as hard as some of them tried, you know, anytime Barbara Bollier did an event here in Topeka, she always managed to, you know, make sure that if any of the local candidates were there, uh, especially our candidate for district attorney, that she would give them speaking time. But overall, the coordination between the races was not where it normally was. There wasn't the sort of interplay between the state legislative races. I'm not going to call out the incumbent state representative who got reelected pretty easily for backing out of a joint canvas with the Senate campaign I was working on. But one definitely did because I don't know. He decided that he just wanted to focus on his own thing. And in one of the other districts, he backed out of helping a state Senate candidate because too many of his supporters liked the Republican that was running. And so that- it actually comes, or Seth, you first. You, yeah, your thoughts. None of what you just mentioned said defund the police. None of what you just mentioned mentioned Medicare or any other progressive issue. That was, in, how does Entry Aspas, um, in, in quotes, mm-hmm. I'm talking so, more about the strategy than the rhetoric. Um, there the are strategy, the strategy did not involve down ballot races. To be fair, mm-hmm. 
President-elect Joe Biden did not have a fully funded team until most candidates fell in line behind him. He did not hire a Latino outreach person until two months after Super Tuesday. Two months after Super Tuesday. And I'm pretty sure he had the most abysmal hire rate of Latinos, despite being backed by things like Latino Victory, which, um, and a lot of other groups. So it's a little disappointing, but also disappointing was the lack of emphasis on down ballot races. It was just Joe, sometimes Kamala, and gave no fucks about down ballot. For all of their sins, both Senator Warren and Senator Sanders endorsed a ton of down ballot folks, endorsed a ton of people of color, up and comers, like. Oh yeah, Warren did that for Kansas, it was great. They cared about down ballot. And I think it's a repeat of Obama wait, it's a repeat of Obama 12. And from what I understand, it was a gutting of the DNC when Obama said, y'all didn't support me, fuck you. And for the most part, love that for him. Love saying fuck you DNC because I don't fully understand it. It's why? But now that I'm a little bit older, a little bit wiser and a little bit drunker, I understand a little bit the purpose of the DNC and it's effective when we all work together and when we have a unified message, but Democrats are so famously good at messaging, right? Oh, we're masters of it. And oh we all God, agree so and we all learn to love the rhetoric, you know. Oh baby, on. oh baby, so fucking good. I know. But we so like, all the time I remember sure. the most that we ever did. So of course, like as basically starting in, I wanna say- If you mention like, Republicans, I will kill you. I'm not mentioning young Republicans. Okay. Uh, I was going to say about, so like basically every weekend starting in like late August, I, every Saturday and Sunday or just one or the other getting on like school and stuff, I would be te- either text banking or phone banking. And there was always, the, uh, so the messaging was always, will you support Joe Biden, Kamala Harris and Democrats up and down the ticket? It was never named. Like, and of course they have the record of who the, where the person is, they never they know what state you're in, they know your congressional district, they know your set, state senate district, etc. It was never will you support so and so as well? Will you support this person, this person? And so like, I was just gonna say, like I actually was so yesterday I went grocery shopping and as I was driving, <laughs> I just just my mind was flowing around and I had an idea. And this is one of those things where it would also, it literally would require change the state law to do, but I would honestly like to see if there would be a change in how how much drop-off there is if they randomized the positions of uh, different offices on a ballot. So if you had like very middle, you have president, but in the very top you have House of Representatives, you know, and see if that actually would make a difference or not. If it's people voting the party or just- There is something to be said for it. I think you don't randomize it. I think you just put the higher profile races at the end of the ballot. Think about you're having like a, you know, boxing match and you've got like the undercard with the kind of lower profile fighters. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that people actually, you know, will go to pay-per-view for at the end. Because that's how you keep them involved, or you're watching an award show. They don't do best pictures of Oscars until the very end. Yeah, you end. keep the big stars at the end. Yeah, and that's well, how people that, well, it's one best sound editing. That's still how they're fleetingly going to know what it is. Um, so it'd be that could be another thing, but it, of course, it's me like just having a science background. 
of randomized controlled trials where you would have that is also another thing you can see how many people vote and of course the regular the control would be just the regular ballot where you have president at the top then senate etc Dennis, that would require so much trust in our boe <laughs> which i'm aware we'll is... never have oh yeah no i agree that there are pitfalls and issues with my theory of course this is me spitballing as i'm driving you know because sometimes i just do some let do some brainstorming mind wandering you know it's sort of my me time wow i was not going there but you had to okay sir i said nothing she did grew conclusions um Ben, what, what were you saying under your breath over there? I said there was no implication to your comment. His mind just went somewhere. Yeah, Ben, like how do you put up with such a weirdo? Oh my god. Guilty conscience. <laughs> oh, you should see our D D games. Oh my god, yeah. I would I rather think, not. He is rampaging id in those games. <laughs> His character is a chaotic, is a chaotic or chaotic evil? Or chaotic chaotic evil. evil. Okay. Uh, chaotic okay, evil. Okay, you are like a chaotic evil. neutral at best. So like this is, thank God for D&D being fantasy. Yeah, because he lets it fly. Um, and a lot of our sessions are just his character, who is a chaotic evil halfling rogue. So, you know. Can I say something really mean? Do it. Seamus. My friend, did you base your character off of Chris Mapp? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes. Remember that I said that? Can I say something really mean? Because, ew. Gross, honey. Why? No, he's admitted, like, directly to, in fact, I think you mentioned him. I mentioned it last night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot in our campaigns of us just wondering what the hell he's going to do or commenting on things that he said or our other characters like apologizing to the NPCs for his because we feel the need to do that. Wait, I'm sorry, you're apologizing to the NPCs? Mostly to our DM uh, in that form, but yes. Who's your DM? Ruth Baranowski betterton from Colorado. I know, come the fuck down. But... Seamus, are you making women uncomfortable? He's making everyone uncomfortable. Don't worry. No, but I don't care about everyone. I care about women. I, again, do I need yes. to say again? Men ain't shit. Y'all had 200. <laughs> how, how old was America? 2,020 years old? That's sort of the... That's just how we measured common era, but different than America. Y'all have had a long ass time <laughs> and y'all fucked up the country. No more patriarchy. No more men. We have evolved beyond the need. We've evolved beyond the need for white campaign t-shirts and men. And it's not even so much like so much like a patriarchy thing. It's like I will like for instance, I went to I started a riot uh, by asking for rotten apples. Right. Like I went, we were in a market, and I so my everything will get mad at you for doing because you're being not you and like being a little fucking asshole and being annoying for no fucking reason. And you know that I'm mad because I'm saying fucking a whole lot unnecessarily, <laughs> and like that's opposed to me being happy and saying fucking for a whole lot of, for no reason. You're doing that, and it's uncomfortable and fucking annoying. Stop it. Stop making women uncomfortable. Jesus fucking Christ, Seamus. Do not make me march down there. 
I'm just wondering what our next session is going to be like after this. Can I join? What's... Just for like funsies? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Hang on. I'm going to pull up an old character. Oh. Otherwise, I was going to suggest like, let's have you play his character's like more well adjusted sister and just see what happens. No, all my family died. Can, like... Can we be twins? My my backstory is that my entire family was killed in a uh, in uh, Bitch, like some this sort. This is of... a soap opera. I am your like secret twin <laughs> sister that your parents spirited away because I was like had magical powers and like I was the only person that could like tell you to shut the fuck up or something. Like, come on, it's like you've never watched a novella. I did have an, uh, an all my children phase, so you do have a good point. There's yeah. Some... But weird, your choice. But so yeah, last, last, which There's weirdly enough, that someone that we knew, I was a backstory. So weird I'm thing. So somebody that we know actually, I watched as a baby on all my children. I'm gonna have to do your eyebrows though. If we're gonna be twins, you need better eyebrows. My character's eyebrows or my real eyebrows? eyebrows? She's gonna do yours. She's gonna go up to your summer home. With some tweezers and some wax and whatnot, and she go for it. Um, My eyebrows are always terrible. No, I they're, have. No, they're like they're like decently thick. Like they don't have a lot of shape, but you don't need shape. Like for your face structure, your your eyebrows like are a solid. Mm-hmm. Mass. You also do my dad's eyebrows, which you have seen. My dad's. No, eyebrows. I am not touching your dad's eyebrows. Your dad has like your dad is fine on his own. Like let your dad fucking live. All right. Like I'm not mm-hmm. dealing with that. Like your dad is fine. Also, I love his father. He is a very wonderful human and very, very kind. I just but like. I way. love his mom even more. Shout out V Ridge. Fucking love V Ridge. That's my girl. I really just like that we've shifted this into a discussion of giving Seamus a makeover. Not always the original. Like Ben, you shared a TikTok with me that said we're gonna make over Seamus. That's so. Like, why he are you backing out now? He wasn't supposed to know that. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying it now. Oh my god, that's so awkward. <sighs> this is our dream. Sorry, honey, you're next, babe. Listeners, if you have an idea for how we can pretty up Seamus, let us know. We might read them off on Ooh, the next. I have thoughts. But also, Ben, you're next, sweetie. Oh, I know. I accept this. Okay, so we're going to make a decision. Wait, was there really a TikTok like video? No, Seamus. It was a joke. No. I Sometimes I can't tell because I know you are very serious about TikTok. I am always serious about TikTok, both the app and the scheduling. Mm-hmm. thing also i think everyone should have tiktoks um that's the only reason that we were able to stay on time in alabama because okay alabama young dams did a fucking fantastic job they just got too many wonderful speakers um and we had a lot of videos from a lot of great candidates and also amy klobuchar um so and i will give shout out again to bernie sanders this was the only one that was captioned thank you very much james and I'm saying that also as a disability caucus chair. I know. Is, yeah. I'm aware. We were the I only ones that captioned our videos because Mia from Mendoza is a fucking live stream goddess and a video goddess. She's the person who did all our live streams, who does like all our video shit. Mia is the best human that you will ever meet, ever. Ever. She is my Filipino sister at arms. And legit, also, uh, everyone, every candidate, Make sure you caption your videos because 20% of your electorate is going to be people with disabilities. Thank you. It's also, okay, also, Joe Biden mentioned people with disabilities in his speech. And I was 
bawling like a baby on Saturday night. And he also mentioned trans folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to Sarah McBride for being the first trans hey, state editor in the country. Saps for her, yes. State senator in Delaware, yeah. Yeah. Is out the right word? I don't know if that's the right oh, word. Is she there? Because didn't, what, what about uh, Danica Rome? In, in, uh, she's in Virginia. She's right? a seat. Um, Odor- How's the delegates? Delegate, yeah, Virginia does delegates. Uh, much like Lee Carter, who has once tweeted, eat my entire ass. And I love that for him. And I love that entire Twitter thing. He's fantastic, Love, lovely. What a fucking crazy, crazy bastard. Um, where are we going with this? Anyway, Seamus, you're getting a makeover. That's long overdue. I'm very surprised that I haven't attacked your eyebrows already. Um, I told you, I just don't, uh, fine with me, I don't really care. And also my eyebrows, well, they definitely need help because as you, I think I've told you, I've tripped really mania. And so the thing I take it out on is my eyebrows. So are you, okay, so my mom is a crazy person, um, which, you know, genetic, get that. But she did the whole like Latina woman in like the early thousands thing where she got her makeup tattooed. So this bitch who yelled at me for having a tattoo literally got her eyelids tattooed. I know people who've done that too. Yes. I know many of them. And my mom wants to do it with me like when I was like fucking like 16 years old. Latinas are crazy. We're fine. It's cool. We're great. Love, love us. Love the journey for us. But my mom had her eyeliner tattooed and her eyebrows tattooed. And like, it was just like a very like thin line because it was like, inexplicably like people like looking like like their eyebrows were sperm for some reason but it eventually faded so she didn't think it was a real tattoo and I'm like bitch like that's a that, you you tattoo your face you are post Malone you are like what is the Latina post Malone like I don't even know I yeah, can't I was, just, like make it Latina I was thinking of what's uh what's the name Mike Tyson I love the hangover I like zoomers a lot even though post Malone is Fair. like not a zoomer and like kind of weird. Don't vibe, but whatever. Um, where's I going? Uh, something yeah, about okay. makeover. Are you uh, okay. eyebrows tattooed? I'm not getting a tattoo, especially like I do not like putting things in my eyes. That's why I wear glasses, not contacts. So that like I will you definitely draw glasses, one there. You need glasses to break up the monotony of your face. Thanks. I that with love. Okay. I also just like wearing, I actually like my glasses and I did take, you were the one who suggested I get like thicker frames. I did take your advice. I think that I honestly do look better with them as opposed to wire frames. I'm aware Seamus. I know honey. The first time I met Seamus, I'm pretty sure he was wearing sandals with socks. I was wearing sandals though, not with socks. I will never wear sandals with socks. That is against my religion. Somehow it's against Catholicism. I don't know how, but it's definitely somewhere. A lot of things are against Catholicism. That's not a shock. That is true. Yeah, there are bishops who do not believe that Biden is the second Catholic president. Good on them. He still got elected, bishops. Wait, do they think he's the first or not Catholic? They don't think that he is Catholic because he believes in abortion rights. He believes in gay rights. So does the fucking Pope. Well, gay right. He, so does the Pope. I yeah. have been told he's a big deal. 
Oh, no, no, no. See, they also will... There is a whole belief right now that the Pope is a heretic. Oh, that's fun. Isn't he Argentinian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it, but like... So we're there's a thing pope. apparently called a heretical pope, which is like I only learned about this like in the past like month or so. All right. Well, my boy Martin Luther told me that I didn't need to like capitalism my way into heaven, so I'm fine. No, he was the anti-capitalism. Into yeah. Heaven. Well, actually, okay. So fuck Adam Smith and his Wealth of Nations because the Protestant work ethic is bullshit. First of all. Um, second of all, fuck capitalism. Third of all, I think I have lost the plot. Actually, I'm so before we so Sorry, I a, I'm listening to Ben Cohen now because he's talking and he hasn't talked in forever and he has a weird neck pillow thing going on. I wanted to make fun of that. I it's comfortable. It's got a it's got a picture of a Jayhawk on it. I don't know what the fuck a Jayhawk is. It's the mascot. Or, is this Hunger Games? That's a mocking. It's a mocking Jay. Yeah. No, this is the mascot for for my college. Um, oh, Josh Hutcherson was a Bernie person. Very, very sweet. But yeah, no. Uh, people losing the plot and going off on tangents uh, is sort of a constant for the show. So you're not really doing anything wrong here. You're just kind of sweetie. I never do anything wrong. Just, just carry on with that. We're all about the positivity here. So. <laughs> We originally also we, so you're talking yeah, about fuck capitalism and all that. You so Steph, I have a question for you because I was thinking about this earlier. You once said that Tammany Hall would be all members of DSA. I want have you ever like fully thought out that whole premise? Because I really want to hear it. I have not thought out the whole ta- like the whole premise. But I think that DSA revolves around mobilizing folks who have not had a voice before, which is what Tammy did. They fed folks right off the boat, like right off the boat and um, mobilized people who had felt lost before then or did not have a voice before then. So it's a little bit Tammy-ish where you're mobilizing the people that you have given a home to in a certain sense where like, where folks are saying like WFP is my political home, which I get that. And like some folks say DSA is their political home, which 100% valid. So to me, it's it's mobilizing folks who have not felt a home before. And say what you will about the Democratic Party being a big tent. At a certain point, the tent is so big and so flat that it becomes a tarp on the ground. And we have no tent poles holding us up because we trade our values for other shit that doesn't fucking matter. The fact that John Kasich got more speaking time than I think any Latino at the DNC speaks volumes of our party. And like, I don't even want, like, what was our AAPI representation? And the fact that we still lump together like Asian American, like AAPI as if they, like, there aren't so many different sects within that, like, it's a little dumb, right? Like everyone needs to have their political home. And I don't think the Democratic Party has been home to a lot of people for a really long time because it feels really shitty to be told that I am less than so many other people because they're after this elusive, moderate Republican vote that is never gonna go for us. Because abortion and gay rights apparently a woman and a, like a, 
queer person having their own rights apparently is like unthinkable to a lot of people. But to us, it's like a currency. Like we're, we can, we can trade on that. Like that's, that's not okay to me. Like I don't want to be in the same party as someone who thinks that my right to an abortion, if I ever needed or wanted one is up for question. Like, I don't, I don't want to be part of the same party as that person. Like, what, what do we have in common? What do we, like, if we're on a dinner table together, what are we even fucking talking about? Because I'm going to be storming off from that table being really fucking upset. So for a lot of folks, there are different political homes. There's DSA, there's Tammany, like there's so many, Tammany, there's WFE, there's so many different things that like- We'll we go can, into Tammany. I don't know. I just, I feel like the Democratic Party has decided that the way to combat the run to the right is also to run right. But that's not what we're about. And we've lost sight all the time about what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be the welcoming party. We're the, we're the big tent, we're the party for everyone, but we're letting the everyone feel like they are the other. And I feel like the other in my own party half the time. And I'm like an establishment electoral fucking weirdo. So if I'm feeling othered, y'all have no hope. But vote early, vote often. There's only one state in which you can legally do that. Uh, fun fact, and that is Texas, because they have both a primary and a caucus. Deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> Home of the best barbecue. Home of the best barbecue. What is it like just being so fucking wrong about something so needlessly? Well, see, have you men, met men? Yeah, I have. I ask them that pretty frequently too. They never give a good answer. Wait, so Andrew Wilson and I had a very long conversation about this where Jewish is white until it's not. Yeah. Jewish is white depending on the situation and depending on who you ask. We're sort of, people see us as white when it's convenient. Um, we're white when it's easy for people on the left to, you know, dismiss us and say that we don't belong in certain conversations as we've all seen happen in the organization that we all have mutual membership in a few times and then i don't know we're not white when certain people want to dislike us um which is why the same people that you know like to go and wave tiki torches around and fucking prostrate themselves over the loss of donald trump also like to march down the street shouting jews will not replace us and we mostly as a culture have decided that we have no idea what the fuck we are in that whole spectrum um, because yeah, traditional whiteness just sort of doesn't always suit us even though most of the time when people look at us, they assume that's what we belong to. I mean, hello, Stephanie Wheaton sounds like a senator from fucking North Carolina. Oh, I know. But he's definitely just sounds like a baya, people can't pronounce. Even though I look like I could have fit in at any 1950s high school. Yeah. I would have been a, a pink lady 100%. Also, because cigarettes are really fucking cool. Like, did not succeed in making them seem uncool. They are still very cool. Um, don't smoke, very bad for you, but also they look really cool. As do leather jackets. 
Not leather jacket. I have a leather jacket. If you notice the background of my screen, I have my leather jacket hanging on my uh, door. So did the early thousand Sopranos. They also had leather jackets, but they were not cool. I didn't get have HBO then, so I didn't watch the Sopranos. Oh, I am now watching it because it was a show that was made in New York with one of our with the tax credit that is given to companies that film in New York City. Um, so I'm watching that now, real into it. It is painful watching people with like pagers and payphones. That was I, a thing that people relied on back in the day. I need more to drink because I have finished my bottle of wine. So I'm gonna go get another drink. But I'm down to keep talking because this is actually fun and interesting. And honestly, if I wasn't on your podcast, I would actually like enjoy having this conversation because I think that we all come from very different backgrounds and think that we have a lot of different views on this party. And I mean, Lord knows I was not a Biden supporter from jump because I think you have to hate yourself an extra kind of special to be a Biden supporter from the beginning, Seamus. Um, or, wow. be incredibly, or be incredibly tone deaf to the needs of people of color and women in your community, Seamus. Um, but love you that. Really think, do you really think that I feel that way? Or do you really think half that that is my half. mindset? Half and half. Because or do you I, think that maybe it was just me thinking that he was going to be an inevitable nominee for me? With the party, like, why do you come to the bargaining table with like half of your hand? Why do you come to the bargaining table with like only half of your shit? Like, why would you not start with the best possible thing you can? That is literally the point of primaries. Why start with the bottom? Why start with the shittiest fucking option, and then? Also, I thought that it was going to be the candidate that had the most experience. Actually, you're right, John Delaney and Amy Klobuchar. Terrible options. Do not. John Delaney, who I maintain to this day is just the guy from Bar Rescue. Could literally could not pick him out of a lineup. You shouldn't. It's pointless. Uh, there's a you know there are reasons that his most fa- like famous picture is him sliding down a slide and looking completely bored while he's doing it. Okay. Listen, I just don't think that we should start with the middle or start with like a bottom tier. Well, you you know me that I am a very moderate person, like Democrat. Like you know that I like you you've insulted me many times for dating Republicans. Because I literally cannot fathom doing that. Because I, like- I also can't understand being a woman and being a Republican because I like to have control over my own uterus. What a novel concept. I mean, I live in Kansas and I've avoided dating a Republican. I'm just saying, like, you can lean away from that. I'm just, well, many ways it's also. I'm going to put on some lipstick. I'm real talk. Hang on. Listeners, Steph is currently putting on lipstick. She is preparing for something here. Or she just wants to look awesome. Er. No, I always look awesome, honey. There's a statement. I said er. So, like, Sweetie, stop debasing yourself and dating Republicans because you think you're mentally superior to them. I wasn't that. It's actually the fact that I... And just because your parents managed to make it work is different because they fundamentally were not 
as opposed as Republicans and Democrats are now. Your parents made it work because it was a different time, but now we are done with Republicans. We're going to yeet them all into the ocean because they are fascists. Stop fucking Republicans. So first off, I will not discuss my sex life on this podcast. I'll just discuss a little bit of my dating life. Stop dating Republicans. For me, also, I enjoy having my my views challenged. So like, go on I, Twitter. Yeah, like go I, on the internet. I know as we all know, also going on. Hang on, just, I'm listening to Ben Cohen now. Ben, what were you saying? Yeah, like because I know people who like will date across party lines, and you know, like again, I live in Kansas, so it's the the pool is a little bit more shallow there. I cannot see the appeal of introducing that into a romantic relationship. There are ways that you can want a partner to challenge you and to expand your horizons. I feel like when you're doing that, like when you deliberately date somebody to challenge your political beliefs, you are just inviting a constant stream of conflict. And I, I don't know, I can't see that being enjoyable. So also, I will- a little bit of fetishization where you are fetishizing someone for being a Republican. like. It's also setting yourself up for failure because you are, if you hold your beliefs here, then I don't understand how you can be okay with someone. Like, I wouldn't have gotten married if James didn't believe in the things I believe in. Like, I can't date someone who didn't fundamentally agree with me on things that I find to be inalienable rights. It's like so you there- see someone that says like, oh, I don't think we should have immigrants in this country. And then going to my wedding and be like, I hate immigrants. So like, I'm not going to date someone who is like a total fascist. I'm going to, but like, so I'll Ooh, give so you the fascist in the equation. Is that what we're doing now? What? I, so like, I'm, there, can I explain? So there was someone I was seeing around this time last year. Um, Hi. And she, you know, she is a Republican. Her father was a town councilman up in Westchester County and actually uh, lost re-election to the mother of a friend of ours, uh, you know, by sheer coincidence. <clears throat> and it was a small world thing. Oh, I uh, hate Harry, but okay. Yeah. And so basically a lot of it was that we just bonded over similar experiences because she was a tracker uh, in a gubernatorial campaign. So we just... Like I got to tell some war stories, like volunteering on different campaigns and stuff, and also got because we've experienced similar craziness. And it was, and actually, when it came to policy, by and large, we actually kind of agree. Like she is pro-choice, she is for gay rights, she is pro-immigration reform or pro-immigration. You know, things that should be some reform, stuff like that. But it was not there. And like the thing that we most certainly agreed upon was hating the Blasio, which you know, that's standard. Also, get that, love that. Well, yeah, what exactly made her a Republican then? Because she sounds like a Democrat, doesn't she? And like somehow we'd be in the same party. For her, it was mostly economic issues. Okay, so the economic issues that so are alone that don't impact communities of color or women, like, so because of her privilege as a, I'm assuming a white woman, because you don't, mm-hmm. you did a lot of white girls, Seamus, love you. You did a lot of white girls. Um, that's just who I get matched with because, you know, it's a two-way street on, like, most of the dating. Like, I will swipe right and stuff, and they don't swipe right. I don't get matched. I can't force people to swipe I right do fundamentally understand Tinder. Thank you. 
Um, it must be nice to be a white girl and not care about. Oh, honey. Okay. So it must be nice to be a social liberal and fiscally conservative human. That's so cute. Do they also have like that weird blue check shirt from like fucking J. Crew? Because that's the uniform of pseudo fascists. Would she vote for Joe Jorgensen? I don't know. She and I lost. Water girl? Honestly, I don't know who she voted for in this election. Like, so basically, she was beside that she is just uh, around the time that she ended things with me. She was, uh, she actually wanted to get out of politics because she thought that things were getting too divisive. I mean, it was just too mean of a business for her. And so she I'm started- so sorry that politics is mean for her and that her personal feelings were offended when the lives of countless black and brown folks were actually under attack. I'm not going to defend- so I'm shooting the- Don't shoot the messenger here. I'm just telling you what she no, told goodness. me. I'm just disappointed in you for dating someone like this. Well, because she wanted- She than- said- She instead moved into working in a career at Trader Joe's. She is actually- I enjoy- that for her. Can I send her- like how to unionize her workplace. I guess. I okay. actually but I know what store she works at too. I could DM you that. I know some like overpriced slightly G- for us at a discount. Ben, I don't know what you're saying. Say it again. I, I said like can you go to the store she works at, get some nice, slightly overpriced soups for us at a discount? And no, actually know. Trader Joe's is underpriced. Trader Joe's is the cheapest option around other than Aldi, but with Aldi, you run the risk of almost expired produce and foods. Yeah, um, we never really have that problem in. Like, they, the product they have there is usually pretty good. We, I don't know. It, may, it might have just been my Aldi in, like, Pennsylvania, but, like, Trader Joe's is just objectively better. I love Trader Joe's. And they're, like, every single person I've ever talked to is just like, oh, my God, I love it. I love working here. I'm like, yeah, but you'd love it more if you had the union. And also, okay, so shout out to the, my cashier last time I went to Trader Joe's, but I asked him if he was voting and he said, no, because it doesn't matter in New York. And I said, okay, but like, what if you voted on the WFP line and you could help them keep their party line and like help like move or like help make sure that the party like stays to the left, like, like we like it. And he's like, no, like I'm originally from Kentucky where like my vote mattered. I was like, okay, well, first of all, are you still registered in Kentucky? Cause like Marquita Bradshaw, like decisively won her primary and like it's super great and like love that for them. And also, like, totally get that. And he's like, well, Bernie would have won. I was like, honey, I know, but I was a Bernie person who still fucking voted for Joe Biden. So if I had to do it, you have to fucking do it. Suck it up and deal with it because it's easier to move Joe Biden to the left than it is to move a fucking fascist, you dumb fuck. Did they end up finally voting? What? Did they end up finally voting? I don't know because I did not exchange, actually, so I did not exchange my phone numbers with my white boy cashier at Trader Joe's who thought that he was above voting, but I did exchange my phone number with my um, neighbor, my Uber driver who is is my neighbor, like a block down from Tajikistan who is going to school at night while her husband goes to school during the day and both are undergoing their citizenship process so i can babysit her kids 
that's who I change exchange my numbers with because I'd rather help someone like that. Oh, I was more asking that you went back to Trader Joe's and asked him, but asked the guy. But no, okay. I don't care because ultimately, like, if he thinks that he is above voting, fuck you. Like, well, I, do you understand what a fucking privilege it is to vote in this country? I bawled my eyes out last Saturday because it. What was it? It's it's been a hundred years since Seneca Falls. Mm-hmm. And we forget that Susan B. Anthony was against like was against like you know abolition and like including African American folks in like her after like black and African American folks in any provisions that we made. Like we forget that like the, our founding mothers were racist as fuck. But it has been a hundred years since women won the right to vote, and to this day, Afghan women are making seventy cents on the dollar, and Latinas are making. 55 cents of the dollar. But still there is an African-American and Indian woman in the fucking White House and that is progress. And that is incredible. And I am guilty of letting my very clear dislike of this ticket color that for a long time. But when she like, when Kamala gave her speech, Kamala, Kamala, it's not that fucking hard, Kamala, Gave her speech, I bawled like a baby for two fucking hours. She is a first generation first daughter. She has signed permission slips on behalf of her sister. She has had to write notes because her parents didn't like actually know like what the fuck the system was. Like she has had to deal with shit, the same shit that I did. Like she has had to deal with the same shit that like kids of color have had to deal with. And that is incredible. When I was a kid, I said I wanted to be the first woman president of the United States because I was a dumbass and like, who the fuck wants to be elected? Like, that's a stupid thing to do. But like, someone made it. Someone with that same dream fucking made it. And that is, that's incredible. Like, that is so fucking exciting. And like, I can actually see from the Zoom, like your eyes are trying to well up, and actually, (laughs) you're absolutely right. Yes. To have that after the patriarchy. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. I feel like that's a great way to end our end the episode. Also, I'm listening to Ben Cowett. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Just the fact that that happened after the four years of what we've had, just I don't know, that amplifies it so much. The fact that could only have happened after the four years that we have had because people are just now understanding the contributions of women of color to this fucking country. Because people are just now understanding that black and brown folks did not come up to vote or show up to vote to save the white people who are really comfortable in their privilege. They saved, they came out to vote to save them fucking selves. They came out to vote because of relational organizing. They came out to vote because the people that they know and trusted who have been in their communities for fucking forever encourage them to come out and vote black and brown folks came out because of the work that we have been doing for the past four years and it wouldn't have happened because of trump but it shouldn't have happened because of trump it should have happened a long fucking time ago because this party should have fucking invested in black and brown communities way longer than it did now and the fact that i as a white passing woman like as a white passing latina and being asked by countless people how latinos feel about shit just show how unokay the party is with talking to Latinos. 
It's not okay the way that we are treating Latinos in this fucking country. It is not okay the way that we are. Literally, Latinos are the fat are the number one voting bloc in the Democratic Party in 2020, followed closely by AAPI. But we still treat Latinos as if it's the same as AFAM. We still treat AAPI the same as if Latinos. These communities are all different with different fucking needs. Don't come at my Latino church and act as if that's okay, because that's not gonna be okay. If you come to my church, I will vote against you. Like, don't treat all of our communities as if we're the same. Just because we're people of color and can like check some fucking like box on a form does not make us all the fucking same. But somehow I, as a white passing lady, am the spokesperson for Latinos somehow to a lot of different people. And like, that's honestly gross. Do y'all not know enough Latinos? Like I'm Brazilian and I am the least represented Latina in every single space I'm in. My deputy campaign manager, what he likes to call himself a white person with Latino heritage because he, his dad is Brazilian. His mom is from fucking Long Island. So we forgive him for that. But like, I can't tell you how much it meant to me to have someone Brazilian in charge. Like he couldn't speak Portuguese. He, he never learned, like, but to me, like, that was, that was everything. Like, he is still, I dressed up as him for Halloween last year. Like, he is my human. And I will fucking go to bat for him forever and always, because, like, that is the first Brazilian representation I've had in leadership ever. The closest we have is Gisele Fetterman, who is the wife to Pennsylvania, hopefully soon, Senator John Fetterman, who was originally an undocumented Amer- like undocumented person in this country, she's the closest we have to Brazilian leaders, like Brazilian representation. So the fact that I am the spokeswoman for Latinas is incredibly not okay. And y'all need to get like right with Jesus. Y'all need to get right with like Spanish Jesus. I don't fucking understand who the fuck you need to get right with, but like this is not acceptable and not okay. And I have gone on a rant. Absolutely necessary rant. Oh wait, what was the cereal that PSA likes? I forgot their cereal. I hate the their cereal sounds really Oh good. Magic Spoon. Yeah, now for now by Magic Spoon. Which I've also seen ads for that on uh, Modern Rogue, which is a YouTube family like, follow. I started listening to Call Me Daddy. Ironically. Mm. Not really into it. No. Got idea. a lot of nice advice from that shit. I fucks with it. So since we originally planned this episode as sort of a reflection on the election that finally resolved a week ago, and to some extent we've done that, let's sort of close it out with one last fun little thing. Um, What was everyone doing when they heard the news that Pennsylvania got called? I was sitting on my bed. Well, so since I'm sorry, so I'll go first, Uh, because I also mine is probably the least interesting. I was <clears throat> sitting on my bed with CNN on, so in the TV that y'all can see in the background, uh, sort of on low, and I also, also had on my radio listening to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, as my usual thing on Saturdays, and I see on the bottom, like, I, they had, like, the counting coming in from Pennsylvania and all that, and then I see on the very bottom ticker, uh, please stay tuned for CNN projection. I'm like, fucking funny, buddy then comes in CNN projection and then they have 
Wolf Blitzer, CNN projects that Joe Biden will be the 46th president of the United States. I scream out, fucking finally, that they called it. I go out in my father, I'm loud enough, my father's like, wait, what's going on? Go into, he's in my dining room, next room over, and I hear, <clears throat> uh, and he, I say, they finally called it, Joe Biden's president. And then in a, I went into like two group chats, said CNN called it. Then I called my mother, who was getting her hair done. And she's like, uh, yes. Uh, she was getting her hair done in a uh, care salon in Brooklyn. And she is the one who breaks the news to everyone there. And then suddenly within a matter of seconds, you hear just people outside apparently just cheering and breaking into celebration. Ben, you go. So... I had been, I mean, like most of civilization, just sort of glued to the news since election day. I had my TV perpetually on CNN, letting John King reassure me that the world is still in order. Um, I was not expecting anything to be announced on Saturday morning. In fact, I think they had said they weren't expecting any more results until the afternoon. So I thought, oh, if I, you know, this is the last day of the year that the downtown farmer's market is going to be open on Saturday. I should go and see what's left there. It turns out not much in November. But it's like, what the hell? I will duck out now and come back and probably see the results. I had gone and bought a bottle of cheap champagne the day before with the plan to, you know, pop that as soon as they announced the news. It, the bottle cost me like 16 bucks. It had a picture of a dancing girl who for some reason was also a frog on it. And it was a decent champagne. Anyway, um, but yeah, I was thinking, like, this isn't going to be relevant until like 12.30 or 1. So I go, and I go and wander around what's left of the farmer's markets, get some beer ox, and just for some reason, somebody decided to wait until the very end to start selling those, and then went over to uh, the nearest Starbucks on the way home to get myself uh, peppermint mocha, because fuck it, Halloween is over, and we can move on away from the pumpkin spice. And have all that while I'm watching the news and just really treat myself because it's been an odd, stressful week. Pumpkin spice is gross. Amen. And anyway. I actually just had a I just had a peppermint mocha. I did stop at Target. They have a Starbucks there. You know, it's a but yeah, so I'm standing in line. The the Starbucks that I go to is one inside of a grocery store. And I just, you know, pop up on on one of the million group chats that I'm in. Somebody saying, hey, guys, the AP is calling Pennsylvania. And sure enough, the store and the Starbucks that I'm in have one TV on nearby tuned to, I think it was MSNBC, showing the same thing. So I get my timing horribly wrong, but I get to start running around excitedly and going to you know take pictures of the electoral college projection up on the screen while lots of people are polite enough not to comment on it while I'm waiting for my coffee. Um, and then, you know, I still popped my champagne. I just did it about 20 minutes later than I intended. Um, and then took a picture of myself doing that to put on Instagram because legally it doesn't happen if you don't do that. All right, Steph, as our guest, you're the one who gets to go last. First of all, I'm offended that the photo that you chose of like the screen grab is me like looking like an idiot. So you're going to have to take a better photo. And then, okay, hang on. Tell me when you're ready. All right. I'll count down. Seamus, be ready. Wait, no, hang on, hang on. Okay. 
just muted myself. Three, two, one. <laughs> I kind of like a golden retriever, but like, what's the uh, black lab? Yeah, that one. Anyways, that was a terrible photo that you chose, and I hate it. And um, everyone tells me that every time. Yeah, you got right. I was like mid conversation, and obviously very heated about something. You dumb fuck. We're having a conversation. It is reflective of what's happening. Okay, but I don't look like I am heated. I am a lady, sir. I like to look demure and like- Ladies can be opinionated and passionate about the things that they believe in. Oh my God, thank you so much for your permission. I love that. You're welcome. As a man, it's obviously my job to grant that. Thank you, I needed that validation. You're welcome. Uh <laughs> it's my gift to you. Thank you. <laughs> we don't really give like packages with, you know, free products from our sponsors for coming on the show. I would but... like a gift wrapped package of some sort. Also right. support the postal service. I almost came up with like my postal service sweater, which I ordered and I have, and it's very comfortable and warm and I love it so much. Um, but also their sizes all run big if you guys are going to order from their website. I'll remember uh, that. So yeah, last Saturday, the day, when the news broke, what uh, what were you uh, doing at the time? What was that like for you? So, <laughs> I had just finished watching The Bachelorette. I had gone on my stationary bike and I watched The Bachelorette because we have, I am part of like three group chats about The Bachelorette and it's very important to me now. It's a very, it's something that was bonding for us in the Bernie campaign. It was something that was bonding for me and a lot of friends in college. Like it, I don't get it. I think it's stupid, but I love it. Um, so I had just finished watching The Bachelorette because Claire and Dale are fucking insane. Um, like literally like she saw him get out of the limo and then like ran off with him into the sunset. I'm like, who the fuck does that? Like, does this just make his love at first sight? Like, are you a fucking crazy bitch? Um, so it was that episode where she ran off with him. So I had to watch that, but I obviously had to be on my stationary bike while I watched it because I'm essentially a PTA mom. Um, so I had just done that and I was getting ready to eat breakfast. So I had made some garlic confit because I'm a bougie bitch. And I was like putting on some bread from like uh, whatever. And out of nowhere, I got 7 million texts, like all at once. Like, oh my God, they called it, they called it, they called it. And it was all of my birdie friends because we had an unprecedented investment in this race. So all my birdie friends are texting me about like, we had one and I turned on MSNBC and I lost my shit. I was in a bathrobe cause I had just like, I had showered after like riding my bike and like I, again, I was in my bathrobe and like a towel in my hair and I just looked like an idiot and I was just crying. And like, we had gotten champagne, like Prosecco bottles cause I don't really like champagne so much because it's only champagne if it's from the champagne region of France. So I got Prosecco and like James was at work and I called James like crying into his voicemail because he was like helping someone or like telling someone that they were a bitch. Like, I don't, I don't know, but I was crying to everyone I knew and like, I just was crying, just crying. Like <laughs> I knew that we were going to win on Tuesday. I knew about the Red Mirage, but like, it was still terrifying that so many people thought that this president was doing a good job. And then seeing it actually like happen on that day was just insane to me. It was like, oh my God, oh my God, we did it. We, we escaped, we, we finally fucking did it. 
And I cried for a while. And then I saw Rep Clyburn go on MSNBC or CNN and talk about how we couldn't be progressive. And it was incredibly infuriating. And it really harshed my fucking vibe because we are so afraid to be back in the minority that we forget to act like the majority. So we forgot that we had just fucking won shit and we were already apologizing for it. We won. We fucking did the work. We put in the effort and we fucking won. And if you think that I was happy to be talking about Joe Biden, I truly wasn't. Like, he's not a, he's an imperfect messenger. He's not our best candidate, but he had a solid platform and he wanted to help people and we can move him left, which is way more than this fucking asshole that is currently the president. So like, it is a little insulting that our party leader, like the people that like matter in our party are talking about how they are sorry to Republicans for the way that they were talked about or treated or whatever, when my own party is telling me that I don't fucking matter. So again, sorry to be a bummer, but like it was a little bittersweet where I was really fucking disappointed that our party was acting like assholes, but really fucking thrilled that we won. Because I, every Bernie person I know personally, we all voted for fucking Joe Biden. So for us, it was a fucking win. We fucking won. Fuck Republicans. Bitches, it must suck to be a fucking loser. <laughs> Back on my fucking ass, bitches. But we won. I was a little upset. But also, again, I reiterate, I drink a lot of Prosecco. A lot of Prosecco. So much Prosecco. It's very bad. Do not recommend drinking that much. I don't think I've ever been that hungover in my life. Ever. It was great. I would do it all over again. Fucking yeah. We fucking won. Fuck Republicans. We fucking won. My mother actually did buy like a bottle of champagne for if they won. We still haven't opened it. Meanwhile, I drank some sparkling apple cider. It was phenomenal. Meanwhile, Steph has gone from white to red wine during the recording of this episode. I have not gone to red wine. I've actually gone to a rum and diet coke, bitch. Okay. Well, that just, it looked like that from the screen here. Get better broadband because you know that broadband should be like a public utility. That should Which be- hopefully we can get once we get rid of HAPI in two months. All these utilities should be publicly owned like it's Monopoly. Oh, My yeah. incumbent state rep ran on expanding broadband uh, via the state government across the state into rural areas and her Republican opponent tried to criticize her for that and fucking lost. So amazing how progressive ideas win everywhere, right? Like crazy how Florida voted to increase their minimum wage, but voted for a crazy fascist, which I think proves that you should vote for the idea, not the man, but also that people fundamentally love progressive ideas. Honestly, y'all are welcome. I think that about brings us uh, to the end. Uh, This has been a time. Well, big thanks to Stephanie Campania Wheaton for finally coming on the pod. You know, it's actually been, honestly, this has been probably our most insightful episode ever. And which is good because we have been harassing you about the show for a couple of months now. So I'm glad that it was worthwhile. How many people of color have you had on the show though? Not enough. Yeah. What's what's the number? I need a number. Like the third. Oh, and I, I 
like all this is the third. Yeah. Guys, mm-hmm. We can do better. By and large, we let people volunteer, which, you know, probably is its own issue. But guys. I know. You're not wrong. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. We're wrong. Where would I make <laughs> that feel bad? It has been not as bad as I thought being on this thing. Try to tell you. Call it. it has been a lovely afternoon. James was making a lovely quiche. I've had a lovely bottle of wine and a lovely rum and coke. Um, thank you for having me. Thank you for not engaging in self-destructive behaviors during this quarantine other than this podcast. And I am so thrilled to be a guest and maybe I will do it again soon if we ever improve Latino relations. It's going to be a theme episode. Oh, I'm a theme now. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, you're a mood. Sorry, I couldn't let you go without like one. I know, I know, I walked yes. into that. Sponsored by Quip. <laughs> Rush your teeth, motherfuckers. Yeah, and floss, bitches. All right, bye, pals. It's been real. Cool. Our theme music is produced by Alexander Nakamrata. Our <laughs> what do you got against Nakamrata? Alexander Nakamrata. I don't know this person. I just... He produces uh, royalty-free music, so. Uh, yeah, we that's why we like him. Uh, this produ- this has been a production of Dog Pack. Uh, keep that in, keep that in. <laughs> All rights reserved. Uh, yes, uh, I've been Seamus Campbell, I've been Ben Cohen, and I have been an unwilling participant for the longest time. But I oh, so you loved it. also known as Stephanie Campania Wheaton, who is honestly probably better. <laughs> Bitch. I know, but we just want to make sure you get the credit. Sir, I'm giving you credit. And this has been whatever the fuck, Campbell and Cohen's (laughs) podcast. This has been Campbell and Cohen's Cookie Quarantine. Thanks, everyone, and stay safe. Best credits ever.